Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika Soft Gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Rebecca and I have co-workers in the past that we both know, and we love that reaction when they're like, what? So surprised that we both would start a business in this space. That's what keeps us going for sure. This is the Cannamom Show, a podcast chronicling the inspiring stories of real women in the emerging cannabis industry. Your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, lawyer, political activist, has been speaking with women from coast to coast and around the world who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving, continuing on her mission to lift up the stories of the women creating the cannabis industry by sharing their canna stories with you. So go make yourself a cup of tea or roll yourself a joint, sit back and learn something new about this magical plant on The Cannamom Show with Joyce Gerber. From the Tip O'Neill Studios in North Cambridge, Massachusetts, it's the Cannamom Show. Now here's your host, Joyce Gerber. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber, and welcome back to the Cannamom Show week, where we are now in our fourth season of talking about caring for and giving voice to women in the emerging cannabis industry, one can of story at a time. Show two, season four. Do you know how many podcasts last four seasons? Not too many. I'm going to take that as a victory lap. Yes. Um, Yes. All right. So, Dave, have you heard of this new show? It's on Apple TV. It has Hillary and Chelsea Clinton. It's called Gutsy. Gutsy. I've heard of it. Gutsy. It has popped up on my Apple TV stream, but I haven't taken the leap yet. Is it All good? Right, I'll tell you, I will tell you what it's about, Dave. Okay. It's about <laughs> it is a TV journey with Hillary and Chelsea as they go on adventures with some of the world's boldest and bravest women from household names to unsung heroes who make us laugh and inspire us to be more gutsy. I have to say, I am really enjoying it. I haven't been much of a Chelsea Clinton fan. I hadn't really thought much of her in my life, but she talks about things that I just remember because, I, you know, she basically grew up and we knew her and while how mean we were to her and all these things that happened to her as a child is part of this. Hmm. But she, they didn't speak with any cannabis women, which I think they should. So maybe next season. I think they should. There's no one more gutsy than cannabis women, of course. Do you want to um, do you want to listen to 30 seconds of the trailer? 
Sure, I like to inspire my women leaders. We're hitting the road to shine a light on women who inspire us to be bolder and braver. Leadership doesn't look one way. It's a giant rainbow. You're not going to break me down. You'll get worn out before I do. Women who push us outside our comfort zone. You got this. And make us laugh. I'm in deep Georgia, and they might have never met a Muslim. Or they don't know they have. Or they don't know they have. Because we walk among you. You have a marriage that has been on public display since the beginning. You said the gutsiest thing you ever did was stay in your marriage. That doesn't mean that's right for everybody. To throw someone's life away. All right, is that enough? That's good. I think that's funny. Anyway, it is. It's been pretty inspiring. I just, you know, again, women leaders, we lead differently. And this is just another example of it. But again, Hillary and Chelsea, I know you could be listening. Come on, invite some cannabis women on because they are the bravest people I know. They're really gutsy. Yeah. Get them, get them yeah, I noticed in the trailer, she's got cream of the crop guests already. Amy Schumer, Mel Hill, formerly of ESPN. So pretty cool. But she, she did have a lot of, you know, she had some women who had suffered abuse, you know, women who have just sort of overcome things that were quite extraordinary, you know, just people we'd never would have heard of. And they're sharing their stories. And again, our world is run by stories. These stories are powerful. They're transforming the world. And I'm glad she's putting something positive out there. Hillary and Chelsea. Thank you. Yes. Go All right. Um, yeah. So, Dave, let's see. Anything else? Oh, anything you want to share about what's happening at the Boston Podcast Network this fall? I know it's coming up. It's Things are happening. Things are happening. Producing a lot of new shows. Of course, check them all out at pod617.com. And we do a live Facebook show I do with four other people about best practices in podcasting. We call ourselves the Podcast Super Friends. If you go to Facebook, it's facebook.com slash pod617. You can find out more info about that. And uh, that's about it. Thank you for asking. We want to encourage better podcasting. Yes. You know, it's an important medium. That's right. All right. Yes. And I know this is being released after the Jewish holidays, but I want to wish you a Shana Tova. <laughs> and today's guest is also a member of the tribe. She has a Cohen Camp connection, which we've discussed, but maybe we'll bring it up again during the interview. Okay. <laughs> yes. Happy New Year. What year is it? 58? I don't know. I don't know what year it is. <laughs> Usually I know. Well, maybe our guests will know. All right. And before I introduce today's guest, I want to thank Sanctuary Dispensary for making today's show possible. All right. It's 5782. We're we're going on 5783. But I I know I'm going to be writing 5782 on my checks for like months, you know. All right. We know that we we could actually do like a recap every year of the show because it's the same joke we share every year. Yeah, yeah. that is my my running. joke. That'll be the highlights yeah. when they do the Cannon Mom show highlights. OK, <laughs> 5783. Yeah. Today's guests are building their cannabis business right here in Massachusetts, but they do have an international connection. They met about 15 years ago in the digital marketing world. And although their friendship did not include cannabis talk. In the beginning, once they connected on this topic, they decided they knew how to add value to the emerging industry. On today's show, we are going to learn more of their can of why, what they are creating for women that is going to improve our dispensary experience, and how it feels to be can of moms. Please welcome to the can of mom show, Rebecca Slotkin and Madeline Olander of and founders of Grass Pass. Welcome, ladies. Thank you very much. So happy to be here. All right, so let's just start. Who wants to introduce themselves first? Let's have Madeline introduce yourself. Let's say hi and a little bit about you, and then Rebecca, and then we'll talk about how you guys met. Okay, so hello. Yep, Madeline Olander. And like you said, international. I'm from Sweden, been in the US 
for about 25 years right now, now, which is crazy. Rebecca and I met in the digital marketing industry. We work together. So my background is business and operations management, managing delivery at digital marketing agencies, which means overseeing digital projects. So when Rebecca and I talk about GrassPass, we always say that the stars aligned because our backgrounds in digital marketing, our friendship and passion for cannabis all aligned. And that's how we got started. And Rebecca? Let's go. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm Rebecca Sahin. So I'm the co-founder of GrassPass with Melon. Like she said, we've been friends for a long time. I have a long background in marketing and brand strategy, also in digital marketing, which is where we where we originally met. Right. So you met as professional women and cannabis was not part of this professional experience. How did you actually discover that cannabis was something you might have a, an additional interest or something that you felt like you could make a business in? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we're always going to remember this meeting. So Rebecca and I being friends would meet up once a month, having coffees, talking about life, life and careers and all of a sudden cannabis was legal in Massachusetts. So it became a topic too. And Rebecca was saying, you know, have you noticed, have you seen what's happening in the industry? And me being an entrepreneur, we just at that meeting said, let's do this. We saw a need in the industry where women didn't feel, they don't feel comfortable finding cannabis. And Rebecca and I always also say that we are the perfect representation of the women we want to help and work with. And Rebecca, you can tell your cannabis journey, but I did not try cannabis until like five years ago when we started the grass pass. But you do have a lot. I know you have a why story, so we can get back to after we talk a little bit with Rebecca. So, so you had this idea, you guys are talking about it. Did it feel like it was a crazy thing or did it feel like this, Rebecca, did it feel like this is, of course, this is where we're going next. (laughs) So that's a great question. So I've been a consumer since I was 16. So for quite a while at this point, it was something that I've personally followed for a long time since school. And when California was close to legalizing, it felt like a huge business opportunity then. And it was something that I'd followed along with closely. And in our conversations with Madeline, we'd been looking for something to inspire us and to really spark our collaboration and opportunities. And so it was a little nerve wracking the first time because we had never talked about cannabis before, kind of brought it up. Like Madeline said, have you seen this is happening in the news? What do you think about it? What are your thoughts on cannabis? And she was all in right away. Sounds cool. Let's get into it. I'm That's always- so funny. So Rebecca, so you're, so, so you're the stoner in the group. So, uh, so were you, and, and you're <laughs> a mom. That title, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, you know, we're sophisticated stoners, sure. but this idea that, you know, we we're all moms, your moms have a little one. I have, you're older. We're sort of all the range, but we, yeah. did you own that shame? Were you afraid to say to this woman who you maybe, you know, she's your friend, you respected her. She's the mom of kids who are a little bit older. So she'd already gone through that part. Were you, did you have that moment of like, ah, she'll judge me if I tell yeah, her? Yeah, absolutely. There was, I was a little bit nervous to say it in the first place. Melon is someone who I've respected for such a long time, just a brilliant friend who I've you know, come to trust so closely, especially in the last five years that we've been working together. But at the time, definitely was def- was nervous, but I knew her well enough to know that, you know, it wasn't something she would ever hold against me, but if it wasn't something that she would personally be interested in. So yes, there was definitely okay. shame associated with it. Granted, I didn't come out and say, hey, I've been doing this for a long time. What do you think about it? <laughs> um, it was but more uh, Again, it's these stories. I mean, there's still a lot of women out there who won't talk about it at all. So again, yeah. here you guys say, I did feel uncomfortable. I did feel whatever I did feel, but I still went through and said it out loud. And that changed the dynamics of this relationship. That's a really powerful thing to hear. So, all right. So 
We know it, Rebecca. So I know that Madeline, you had a connection with health and your father. Is that sort of how you entered into this space or thought it would change or just what was that connection? It was my own health. So your own health. Okay. Yeah. Battled with migraines my entire life, problems in my stomach, everything. So that's really the first reason why I, you know, partake when I tried it and I was like, I, this is going to help me. I want and was to this, and what, was this a medication? So what's the status in, well, you were living here, but what's the status of Sweden? What is it? What's it, what's it considered? Illegal. Illegal. Okay. Yeah. And it's been interesting starting to talk about grass pass, right? Because it's, it's so ingrained in their culture that it's illegal. It's a drug. And even this summer now it's been five years. And I think the more, more time they have to think about it, they think about more questions. So last summer when I was home, even though everybody's been super respectful, like they haven't said anything, like, I can't believe this, but you can still notice like, well, I can't believe she will start a grass pass. Like I thought she started when she has a daughter, what is she thinking? Or I, I can't believe that Madeline, like how can Madeline use cannabis? Like that's the biggest thing. And but that's the point. That's the, that's literally the yeah. point that they're like, you seem fine. What how yeah. could this possibly be true that you seem fine and you admit to using this drug? Yeah. yeah. But I think that's what also inspires Rebecca and I every day, that we are two professional women. We're mothers. And we want to inspire other women to see, like, break that stigma. We, we love when people are like, what? Wait, you two? And, like, Rebecca and I have worked together. We have you know, co-workers in the past that we've all know, both know. And we love that reaction when they're like, what you yeah. started company and we we're like love that reaction it love it thrive on that reaction of people <laughs> yes. so surprised that we both consume and that we would start a business in this space it's the best shock of you know it's what keeps us going for sure you're my yep. kind of people all right so i guess let's go to the app just let's let's talk a little bit about what the app what's the goal what do you think about the importance of connecting you know women to different dispensaries and finding the product or i don't know if you want to start with your own experience of like how and i talk about this a lot how you walk into the dispensary and you just really don't know what to do and it's still uncomfortable and you still have to flash your IDs and you, it's very confusing. So yeah, I know who wants to start Rebecca about the app. Why? What's the goal? Sure. Absolutely. So GrassPass is a free membership app that is aimed at, you know, connecting women with the best dispensaries and products in their area. So we want women to feel comfortable and confident walking into dispensaries. For us, that means building a nice, seamless, beautiful application that you can use for free to look at dispensaries nearby that we have pre-vetted, that we feel are having the best experience for women that have the greatest menus and, you know, the most fire products, essentially, that we think women would really enjoy. There is a very saturated market in other parts of the country, looking at California and Colorado, especially. We know that that's going to come to Massachusetts as well. We want women to feel comfortable and confident walking into dispensaries. Ordering ahead is a great way to do that. So our app enables, you know, a seamless order ahead process. We're also working with dispensary, women-owned and led ancillary businesses so that we can help women within our platform shop and support other women-owned cannabis businesses. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that too. All right. So uh, we're in Massachusetts. It's every day a bunch of new cannabis dispensaries opening up. I kind of see it around me all the time. So how are you I guess, how are you vetting them? Are you setting it by product? Are you doing it by the the experience of going in? Like how, what's the process that you're doing to decide how you're going to connect to the app? Yeah. So we reach out to dispensaries, dispensaries we get introduced to because of their known 
focus on experience. And really through that partnership and conversations, we talk about our mission. We can see then if they have the same mission. Again, we only want to partner with the best. We care so much about that experience we're providing our members that we we have to make sure that they can deliver on that promise. So it's just really getting to know the dispensaries really well when we make that decision, looking at the products they have, looking at they treat their customers, women working at the dispensaries, all that. It's super important. And that's part of that process. That's interesting. So the mission, so I was, I was doing this virtual human resource conference the other day, and they were talking about, you know, mission-driven businesses trying to get money, capital, which everyone is. And this one entrepreneur is talking about how he has a slideshow where it's like the first slide is mission and it looks like it could end there. And if the people are like, I'm not interested, he doesn't show them the second and the third because he just doesn't want anyone to be connected to them. So I thought that was an interesting way to connect with people who really are on that same level and they realize that they can make some money in this. So mission-driven dispensaries, are you listening? Yep. (laughs) I mean, if you think about it, when we share our mission of making women feel comfortable and confident going into dispensaries, right off the bat, if a dispensary is like, that doesn't sound like something I could support, I think we all agree we're not going to be good partners then. Or if, you know, you're looking around and they, you know, I'm a woman, I I talk to women in the industry, I'm a podcast and women, men do want to come on the podcast. And when I say no, they always come back with this. Well, I have a woman who works for me or I'm married or something silly. I'm like, all right, you don't get it. You literally <laughs> don't get it. Exactly. You have to get you, it. You could step up and say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't be a guest, but could I support you financially? That would be a nice thing. So that's. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. All right. So you're connecting. Do you want to talk about any of the dispensaries or any of the products or anything that sort of surprised you? And are you mostly on the West Coast of Mass? Where are you, where are you actually located and how, how are you trying to connect people with the different yeah. regions of the state, I guess? Yeah. So we are in Massachusetts focused on here first. But the goal, and speaking of vision, is that our members can, you know, walk off the plane, Florida, wherever, you know, California, and when they want to buy cannabis, they just go through grass pass. So regardless of which dispensary they go to, even if it's in another state, they know exactly what to expect and they can feel comfortable. That's our, that's our big goal. And oh, so you can like travel and, oh, that's interesting. So, oh, so you're going to, it's going to be a national and, oh, yep. that's, in, oh, that's good. Yeah, I was just, absolutely. As, as a person who consumes cannabis and travels now, now that I leave my house, <laughs> that's really a nice way to do it. And so what is, are you doing? Any multi-state operators? Are you trying to get connected to women-owned businesses? Like how are you, how are you targeting who you're reaching out to? Yeah. So first we're, like we said, we're focusing on Massachusetts. So we are going to continue reaching out to dispensaries in Massachusetts, building that solid foundation. Rebecca and I, it's great with our background, knowing the value of rolling out a solid product, a solid app. Like again, the experience for our members, but also for the dispensaries is so important. That is our focus. So through our journey, we've started small. We started with the, you know a few dispensaries, making sure that's working really well. The members are happy. Then next step is all of Massachusetts. And then now starting the next phase is to start reaching out to dispensaries in other states, but really making sure that what we and are. And are you, are you working backwards at all? Like, so I always go into dispensaries. All they want to sell you is high THC products. And I ask why they say it's because their customers want that, which I'm like, well, who are you hearing from? Mm-hmm. So are you, <laughs> are you hearing yep. from women who are like, okay, I'm looking for this product. I can never find this. I'm in this part yep. of the state. I can't yep. ever access something. Are you hearing that? What are they, what kind of things are they looking for that they can't find or they are being told aren't being made or. 
I don't know. I, Rebecca, I don't know. I've, I haven't heard if there's something that hasn't been made, but I had a great conversation with the dispensary yesterday. So I would say we're seeing more and more that the dispensary, the one I talked to yesterday, was that they are noticing what women are looking for. It doesn't mean all women, but, you know, he was talking about edibles and seltzers and drinks. Like I think they're starting to see what women like and what they're purchasing and the purchasing power women has. So the purchasing power, let's go back to that. This is what I talk mm-hmm. about a lot. Yes. Yeah. I think we are the market and I, they're not, they're yeah. not, we're not being marketed to. It's as if we don't exist just because we, whatever, but we actually are in control of all the money and yeah. we like to shop and we need products and we're loyal. That's the other thing I keep, I think this kind yeah. of world is missing is that maybe they haven't heard from us. Maybe they really do think we're invisible. But we are actually the people keeping the economy going. So if you want us to come into your dispensary or buy your products, you have to yep. connect with us somehow. And this is the goal. So, um, yeah. So yep. what, I mean, you're in that world. You've lived in the man's world for a while doing marketing. Where do you think their head spaces are? And are they listening to you? Are they hearing what you're saying? Yeah, that's a really great question. So I think a lot of what we're seeing right now is you're absolutely right. Women do hold the purchasing power and the brand decision-making power within a household for the most part. And this is not just within the cannabis industry. This is, you know, consumerism wide. It, you know, women make up the decision of what brands are going to purchase and bring into their homes. What we see a lot of, and this is mostly anecdotal, it's not study-based, but we see a lot of couples going to dispensaries together. And the I used to go with my husband. <laughs> and the women sit in the car and wait while their husband yes. goes into the dispensary and oh. buys cannabis and comes back out to the car. This That's is something that we've with seen us. many, many times. <laughs> I know. And so wild because you can look at menus online, but you don't really get a good feel for things. And you can't really ask any questions unless you go in. But this is a huge thing that we're trying to overcome is we want those women who are sitting in the cars to get out of the car and go get into in. the dispensary and feel yep. comfortable and confident to go in and make the purchase themselves and ask questions if they need to, or, you know, expand their horizons and buy different things that are outside of what's expected of them. Yes. A lot of women are buying edibles and drinkables because I think that's, you know, a very accessible um, product for them, but with education and we are not the only ones that are focused on education. There's an education push across the industry. Oh, absolutely. Women. All the women are talking about education. I just, I kind of go back to the shopping thing. I think that's so funny. Okay. So right. you're basically creating confident shoppers. So yes. the marketing yeah. people should be like, we know how to shop. We've been shopping our whole lives, but we don't feel confident necessarily in a cannabis store. And that's what you're creating, a confident cannabis. Oh, that's awesome. Exactly. That's no one okay. wants to feel new walking into a dispensary for the first time. Oh. You want to feel like a regular. You want to feel like you know exactly what you're doing, like you're the one in control. So ordering online, going in and saying, I'm here for my grass pass order, pick it up, pay and leave. Nothing could be easier than that. And you feel welcome. Okay. And I know we have to take a break pretty soon, but all right. So you're going to have a voice activated bud tender. Is that Mm -hmm. something you want to talk about yet? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Tell me about her. (laughs) Ingrid, which is great. We love the name Ingrid. I mean, it's a Swedish name, so why not? And the strain of flower, of course. But we, again, so focused on that experience and making women feel comfortable. We have built or about to launch building this voice act, voice enabled purchasing on our website that you can then ask Ingrid questions. She can help educate you. You can ask questions like, tell me about edibles or I'm, where can I find this? Any question you can think of. And you can just then speak to Ingrid instead of like searching for it or looking up things on your own. Yeah. And this, this is something that we had thought about 
long before COVID even. And because of COVID, you know, one silver lining is people feel a lot more in tune with using technology like this, with ordering ahead, with using voice activated chatbots. So we feel really confident that, you know, the first women cannabis bud tender online is going to be very well received. I think Madeline, you would agree. We receive so many questions from people who we talk to about GrassPass. It feels yeah. like it's very in line with what we were just talking about with education. It feels very natural to provide this educational service that can also help you find and buy what you're looking for. That's so fun. All right. So I'm like so old school. I'm kind of like, you know, <laughs> I do a lot of stuff analog and I do not talk to anything. I don't talk to my phone. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing that talks back to me in my house. So, but I do know this is how the world works. So I just find that really amazing. And the bud tender Ingrid knows the answers are correct as opposed to the bud tender who you may or may not get, who may or may not know what's really happening because yeah, there are so, there, honestly, there are so many products. I, I mean, so the product issue is difficult at this time. I mean, now you're trying to figure out, you need to know the terpene profile. You want to understand what deficiency you're trying to help with. You need to understand the THC level. There's a lot of different things that go in and then how the product's made and where it's coming from. And, and then there's the packaging and how pretty it is. And if it's a, I mean, there's so many decisions. Yeah, absolutely. So to have, you know, some sort of automation that can kind of narrow down your choices, just like being a, you know, being a mom, you want your kids to make choices, but you want them to make choices that are reasonable. So you narrow them down. Yeah. And also, like we said, if it, if the person doesn't feel comfortable walking into dispensary and asking those questions, now you can ask any dumb question you want. Like you don't, you have that, you've removed that obstacle of asking any question you want to ask. So it's, it's provides, it's freedom. And oh, awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm actually going to take a break. We're going to come back on the other side with Rebecca Slotkin and Madeline Olander to talk more about grass pass and being canna moms and the importance of authenticity and transparency and new leadership. Uh, First, we have to have a message from our sponsor. I want to thank today's show sponsor, Sanctuary Medicinals, a vertically integrated multi-state cannabis operator with four dispensaries in Massachusetts, 11 in Florida, and two in New Hampshire. Since its conception as an alternative treatment center in 2016, Sanctuary has taken people-first approach to serving medical cardholders and adult-use consumers of all experience levels on both ends of the East Coast, Whether you're an aficionado who knows exactly what you're looking for, a medical patient seeking a specific product to assist with treatment, or a first-time visitor looking for recommendations on where to begin your wellness journey with cannabis, Sanctuary has a full menu of homegrown products to meet your every need, as well as knowledgeable, welcoming staff to guide you seamlessly through the experiences while ensuring you walk out the door with the products best suited for your wellness needs. For my local listeners, you can visit Sanctuary Dispensary in Brookline, Danvers, Gardeners, or Woburn. And when you do, tell them the Cannamom Show sent you. All right, we are back with Rebecca and Madeline. Let's talk about leadership because you guys are leaders and your moms, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Authenticity and transparency. It's like these key words. They keep coming up over and over again. And for most of my professional life, I was told, absolutely, do not be transparent or authentic. Good Lord. <laughs> so it's all changing. It's good to see. And why do you think this is especially important? You know, we're talking about health and wellness and cannabis. Why is it so important in cannabis products in the cannabis world? I think it's because it's also so new to everybody. Like, and, and it's important with providing the right information. Like you said, there's so much information, so much knowledge out there that people have to learn. 
So I think by being as leaders, we have to be transparent. We have to be honest. We have to provide the real information. I think is even more so important in this industry. And I think that's also like Rebecca and I have gone back to our mission. Like we've always been ourselves. We've always been our authentic. When we meet with dispensaries, I think that's what they like. And we always say that we take pride in being good to work with great partners. I think it's, it's just something we love about this industry True, Everybody we do talk to are real, honest, authentic. And the ones that are not, we don't want to partner with. Talk to, yeah. And, and again, this is what I talk about. I wear pearls i play tennis and i walk into dispensaries and i proudly talk about who i am and you can see me which is literally what you guys do too so it's representing another area of this marketplace and you're you're not putting tattoos you're not doing crazy stuff you could walk in with your baby and be like i I use cannabis (laughs) absolutely absolutely Uh, so that and it's okay let's just talk let's get jump into the mom thing so rebecca you got a little one one and a half yep exactly one and a half madeline what did you say 19 and 13 i think of my last notes Yep. Daughter is 19. Son is 13. Yep. So still different. All right. So let's talk about little ones. So Rebecca, are there people who are judging you? I mean, you're in the cannabis industry of a little child. You're probably out there doing the mom thing. Is there any, is that still out there? Is that happening? It's interesting. I, I wouldn't say I've felt as much of it, mostly because we've been working on grass pass and relatively public about grass pass for five years now. So I don't think it's been as much of a surprise to my network or my friend's family. What was really interesting was we got a really great piece of PR coverage while I was out on maternity leave. And Madeline and I had this discussion of whether or not we felt comfortable posting it on our own personal channels and whether we were ready to take that step of really being super vocal and really promoting the brand from our our own voices. We agreed, this is it. This is the time. Let's just do it. The outpouring of support that we received was just unbelievable. For me personally, it was particularly, you know, scary, but also more comfortable to do while I was maternity leave because I didn't have to talk to anybody at work about it the next day. True. <laughs> kind of put it out there and let it marinate. But I, I found I found that it's, you know, it feels like society is really shifting. I feel like I'm a little bit more in a bubble though when it comes to people that I work with and I talk to or are particularly accepting. I haven't had many negative experiences yet or judgments about being a, a mom who consumes cannabis. And again, you're a new generation. I mean, and you know, I think that's hopeful. And uh, so Madeline, what was your, what's your story with your canna, cannabis and your kids? Yeah. So they've been part of this journey just because I started consuming five years ago. They were part of this, right? Starting Graspas and everything. And it's been really interesting. I think people have definitely gotten questions like, well, how can you start this company? You have a young daughter. Like, why would you do that? And I'm like, she is the reason why I'm doing this because I want to First of all, make sure that she gets the best, she has the best experience when shopping cannabis. Of course, she's going to shop cannabis. Like I would be naive to think like I want her to feel comfortable with that. So it's all about knowledge and education. I've been super honest with them from day one. Rebecca knows that I talk to my kids about everything coming from Sweden, but it's been- so were, they, were they surprised? Like what, like my joke is that I had a cannabis awakening in Denver when my kids were teenagers and we came home and we're like, kids, everything yeah. we knew about cannabis is wrong. And they were like, yay. But yeah. <laughs> but then there's the, you know I talked to a lot of moms who their kids are just raised with it. It's not even like a thing. It's yeah. mommy's medicine. It's not even a conversation. So you're kind of in the middle part. Yeah, well, I think I've just gotten to that part. So when we started, of course, Elsa thinks I'm the coolest mom ever. She can tell her friends about Grass Pass. My son is still he's used to it now, but he's still trying to figure out like 
he's trying still trying to make up his mind what he thinks about it he still thinks it's like for him now it's a natural thing we talk about it in the house he knows it's here but i think he is definitely careful when he talks to his friends about it he he doesn't feel he hasn't taken that step yet being so young it's interesting okay yeah, yeah. The other important shift that we should both talk about is the shift away from alcohol and the acceptance within our families and for ourselves and definitely for our oh, kids. Oh, absolutely. Yes. We don't really consume alcohol pretty much at all anymore, maybe mm-hmm. on some very rare special occasions, but it has completely shifted away from being a focus of our lives. That has been something that has been really helpful for me in terms of talking to other people about my consumption and social consumption as specifically that it makes a lot of sense to people now when I talk about, oh, I prefer to consume cannabis. I feel a lot better. There's no calories associated with my consumption methods as well. And it's no just hangover. better the next yep. day. I can be a better mom, you know, constantly and consistently when I'm consuming cannabis. It's just an entirely different conversation. Yeah. And I, I think that's where we have some work still to do, at least like when we same with you, Rebecca, when we are, my husband and I are, are entertaining or being with friends, it's so natural. We, nobody thinks about it. I'm Cali sober. It's all good. Everybody knows. But we actually went to see some friends and I brought cannabis seltzer with me. And that was because I don't want to drink. And I know they were going to serve drinks. And it was an interesting experience because I was like, I'm going to push it. I'm going to bring this and see what they say. And they didn't feel comfortable with it. And they was, was it, with, the, with, with the beverages. They didn't feel comfortable with the beverages. They did not. No. And they, like the people's pushback is the smell. Everyone's always like, well, it's okay, but the smell, I don't like the smell. I don't like yeah. the smoke, but a beverage seems like a different idea. Yeah, no. So I think that's interesting. I, and I, I do like those situations. I want to push it. I want to see how people react. And, but we have some work to do, I think, in that piece of, you know, when we go back to work and we go out for drinks after work, like how is it, how are corporations, how are businesses going to react to that? I think that's what we have. Well, like to- we don't, I mean, we don't talk about that much and I've been to, you know, like I go to events and we'll do have like a celebration afterwards and there's a bar, but you still have to smoke your cannabis out back behind this, yeah. wherever you are. So that yeah. really, that just even in the own industry, that's not really changing that much. And it's just because mm-hmm. of, I mean, cultural acceptability, like at least in New York, I know they're allowed to consume cannabis where you smoke cigarettes. So Yep. yep. There's something, but yep. there's still, and I still, I still own that. Like, you know, I want to smoke a joint when we like go to like someplace and I'm like, can I light up? Is someone going to see me? What if someone sees me? And I'm like, I talk about this every day. <laughs> That's yep. exactly. But no, it's but still- for, for regard, like if regarding or talking as like kids, it's all comfortable now. Rebecca and I found our, like our families are okay with it. It's right. more that next step. But that uh, maybe that I mean that's maybe that's where we all are culturally. I mean, again, once you've normalized it in a family, and Mm -hmm. then the family culture kind of spreads out a little bit, you know. And you're not. And again, I talk all about the hiding. Like the part of the shame of moms specifically was that they had to hide. Yeah, they they knew they felt better after they consumed, but there was so much shame they had to hide what they were doing. But they could sit up with their family and drink, which actually made them feel worse. So, you know, again, it's all in our heads. Well, it's been really wild. My my husband's side of the family, when I first met them, you know, 12 years ago, very heavy drinkers, m- mostly drinkers when they would get together and socialize. And it took years for me getting to know them individually to understand who actually consumed cannabis privately. In oh, funny. And so there's all these little pockets of people within the family that never told each other. And then there's me and I'm coming. I was like, well, I'm just going to bring everybody together. 
And it was, I think it was right, it was the Christmas right before COVID that we had a joint rolling competition at our family gathering. And it was just the funniest thing. And so then we get together again this past summer and we had our little family reunion and it was just an entirely different gathering of people than I ever would have imagined when I first met them. The drinking was still there, but much, much less. And I'd say the cannabis was, you know, kind of taking more of a of a balanced approach to our, our socializing together. And that was really fun. Of course, I have to admit the adults and I, I don't consider myself an adult in that scenario. I consider myself one of the kids, even though I, I, know, I know you mean, yeah, I know you, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> the adults still don't understand edibles. I just want to put that out there. Don't try edibles. <laughs> If you don't know what you're doing or go low and slow, don't think that you're invincible. Because even as adults, I still, you know, it's something that we've talked about a lot is, you know, the accessibility of edibles and how people feel more comfortable and confident, but it's actually more of an unknown. So it's a way more of an unknown. People always want to start with edibles. Don't start with edibles. Have a hit, have a pop, have a vape, do something small like that because you'll know it immediately. And then if you decide you want to have something that hits you in 20 minutes to an hour and you're not going to expect it, then do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So funny. All right. We are running up on time. All right. So Grass Pass, if people want to connect with Grass Pass, if they're a dispensary who wants to be part of Grass Pass, the product or a woman who wants to be on it, what's the best way to connect with you and where can they find you? You know, are you going to be doing an event or doing anything coming up this year? Who wants to go first? Rebecca. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> to learn more about Grass Pass, go to getgrasspass.com. You can sign up there or you can go directly to our members portal, which is members.getgrasspass.com. You can find us on Instagram at grasspassofficial. We love to talk to everybody. So feel free to DM us and, and start up a conversation. Our emails are, are very accessible through the website or through Instagram. Feel free to reach out as dispensaries or as members. It's free to sign up. So definitely encourage everyone to do that. The ancillary businesses that we partner with that provides discounts and perks to our members. It's all completely free within the app. As soon as you become a member, everything becomes accessible to you. So there's really no downside to signing up and and trying it out. We are, Malin, do you want to talk about the dispensaries where we're located? Yes. So our look, the locations you mean of our current dispensaries, is that what you're, you're referring to? Yes. So we have Fine Fettel in Rowley, we have cannabis in Lowell. You're going to have to like help me with the locations here. Not yeah. being sweet in Massachusetts. And then we have Hempest in Northampton. Yeah. And what else? You're p- putting me on the spot. It'll be in the show notes. I put everything Tree. in the show notes. And the last one is one of our favorites, which is Treehouse and Drink It. That's right. Treehouse. Yes. Right. And there's so many conversations. So what I was going to say earlier to Joyce, as you we were talking about dispensaries and reaching women, contact us. We would love like what better way of reaching women in Massachusetts, reach out, you know, again, to our website, go to getgrasspass.com and you'll find our contact information. And together, let's help women out there find the right dispensaries and the right products for them. Amen, sister. That's my can of sisters out there. All right. So another show empowering women in this industry. We're building these connections, building webs across Massachusetts and the world so that we can influence how this industry actually looks and heal us at the same time. So we're doing good work. All right. So for my guests and of course my can of road, David Jazz and our can of mom show team, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the can of mom show where we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on the emerging cannabis industry by sharing and preserving their stories of love, kindness, wisdom, and hope. 
Thank you for following and sharing the inspiring stories of the women building this new industry. So together we can crush the stigma around cannabis and caregivers. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. This is the Cannamom Show, and we are a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your can of confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.